Welcome back, TPM listeners or VIPs, like I like to say. This is Michael Francis, joined by Brad Gustafson, Andre Nelson, and Zach Doman. Zach is on the producer board, so he will not talk much unless it is to crack a good joke or two. Uh, today, we are going to come at you hot with the topic of vulnerability, uh, what that means today for your life, for the Christian life, and for um, all things practical moving forward uh, as we look at just how to be, <laughs> not to go to Joel Stein, but how to live your best life now and be as vulnerable <laughs> as you can. <laughs> Ooh. I, would, uh, I would advise n- never going Joel Osteen on this podcast, but uh, we're going to keep Michael on a short <laughs> leash, I guess. Zach said if I screw up the outro again, I'm out. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but hang tune. Wow. <laughs> Stay tuned <laughs> for, for the Oh boy. Hey, Andre, you want to take this one? Yes, what's the minute? topic? Okay, Andre, so we're talking this? about vulnerability, and uh, this is one of those topics that can get kind of heady because it's, it's it, you know, people go and do TED Talks about it, and it's one that is based in a lot of research, um, but I think it also has a lot of opportunity for practicality for, okay, what do we actually do? And at TPM, we try to walk the line between practicality and like practice and theory, so to speak. Um, You know, it's theology. So a lot of it is kind of in the clouds, but we believe that it should impact your daily life. And that's why, that's why it matters enough to talk about it on a podcast and to go through the work of recording and posting and doing all this stuff, which we enjoy. But at the end of the day, we do believe that it's important enough to, um, impact our actual life. So we're going to err on the side of practicality in this episode and talk about why vulnerability is important and how to capitalize on <clears throat> vulnerability in our daily lives, in our relationships, outside of work, at work even. I think that's a place that I would like to explore is what does vulnerability look like at work? You know, How do you reconcile some of the principles of vulnerability with professionalism. Because I think I think it's vulnerability is an important character attribute. And it's an important way of showing that you are open to knowing people and having a relationship with people, but it's also something that you have to navigate strategically and wisely in a workplace where there are certain standards and expectations. Do you guys think vulnerability is weakness and showing, you know so Maybe we can stop for a second and define vulnerability a little bit better. And I feel like we're already going in the clouds. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's got to be some of that, right? So let's let's, let's hear a definition. Let's, let's just define yep. quick. Vulnerability, I think, is <laughs> exposing oneself's weaknesses, right? Being vulnerable to the the shortcomings, the failures, the um, insufficiencies of of a human, of you as a person, let's say. And just saying, hey, here's here's something that I'm weak in. Here's here's a place I failed, and I'm being vulnerable to show that with you, whether it's emotionally or mentally or uh, just in an area of life. That's what being vulnerable is. Does anybody disagree with that? No, I would just add that I think for it to qualify as vulnerability, there truly needs to be something on the line. I think you really do actually need to risk something when you step out in vulnerability. I think when you share something with somebody 
for for it to be true vulnerability, in my opinion, and as I understand it, they need to be able to walk away, to reject you and that truth about yourself, because what emerges from from vulnerability, that like exchange, when they don't walk away, that establishes a new a new understanding between you and a new it kind of brings you to a new plane of closeness and i think that that's the fruit of vulnerability is when you go there with somebody and realize they're not going to walk away that they still care about me i think that's how for me that's how i identify true vulnerability and that's why i sometimes describe it as you know if you don't want to throw up when you are vulnerable with somebody, it might not be vulnerability. I think there's such thing as artificial vulnerability. When you are just like sharing something, you're just kind of loose cannoning your way through relationships, saying like saying all these things. If it's not hard, I I might make the argument that it's not actual vulnerability. So I think I half half agree. I don't know if I fully can stand behind the idea that you risk losing something every time you're being vulnerable. In the sense of I look at you guys right now. I don't know if there's anything I could tell you that I would fear losing a friendship with you over. Like, I believe that we know each other well enough and I trust you guys well enough that I share something about myself that you don't already know, something that I don't like about me. I don't think you're going to go anywhere. But you're a little, but you're a little afraid that we might not like that either. Like, we might like you a little less. So I think it's still vulnerability. Like, I don't think it has to be you know, extreme consequences for it to qualify. I but I do think that there something has to be on the line. Like, you might be a little afraid that we might think a little less of you, which I think that that wraps into this really interestingly because that's an identity thing. So that's kind of a different issue if that was the case. Let me pitch a definition quick and let's see what your okay. thoughts are on this. I picture a Venn diagram here. Circle on the left is who I actually am. Everything that's true about me. The good, the bad, the ugly, you name it. Everything true about me is in the circle on the left. The circle on the right is who I want to be or who I want to portray myself to be. I want my coworkers to perceive these things about me. I want my family to perceive these things about me. This is what I want people to see me as. I would argue that the more those two circles overlap, the better. Hey, I'm portraying my real self. I am being me to you. The more that Venn diagram gets extended away those two circles get pulled apart, the more artificial you are. You may get people to like you, but not for the true things about you, not for who you really are. Right. And when you share something that's on the left circle that doesn't overlap the right circle, I think that's a moment of vulnerability. Hey, I want you to perceive me this way, but you know what? That's not true about me. Here's something that is true about me. I don't love it. I don't want you to see me this way, but here it is. Let me hand it over. Mm-hmm. I think I agree with that. I do too. I like where this is going. I have the a <coughs> sound check guy coming in. I have a, a, a vulnerability model uh, proposal that I'll present later as we get more into practicality. Um, <laughs> in this podcast that is all about <laughs> practicality. So yeah. later, when we get into practicality, <laughs> well, well, is there is there anything else? The the one thing I would say as a clarifier, and maybe this is this is just a thought as this conversation goes on. 
it's funny how our culture has clarif- or has uh, advanced meanings for words of importance. Like vulnerability is this mystical, magical word. The root of vulnerability is honesty. Exactly what Brad was just talking about, right? Is as that circle of who I am and who I want to portray, as those become more and more the same circle, you're just being honest with people at the end of the day, right? Like really voluntarily honest, though. You know what I mean? It's not just answering questions. Because I think, yeah. Yeah, you're really going out of your way to expose truth, which I guess is could be understood as honesty. Well, it's not just saying the truth, but it's choosing to socialize the truths that you're not proud of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. What are the benefits of being vulnerable? Before we go into why somebody or how yeah. to do it, so I think why yeah, we want to be vulnerable. This is good because this relates to my main takeaway from Brad's Venn diagram image is when your two circles are overlapped heavily. I think the people people know you for who you are, and I think you feel more fully known as opposed to somebody who their circles are very um are separated are not very well overlapped i think that person feels kind of isolated because the person that they actually are isn't who people know them to be and so that's why vulnerability actually pays dividends for you because when when you are vulnerable and people choose not to walk away they know who you are and they still want to be in relationship with you. And so, that is 100% like the the goal. Yeah, so that's at, why. At risk of taking this into the clouds a little bit, um, I think, you know, if our earthly relationships in some way, um, well, in a lot of ways, are intended to mirror the relationships, they give us an image of the relationship we have with our Father, uh, God, right? Um, and when we look at our Venn diagram with God, there aren't two circles. Yeah. Right? Because who, who we are before God yeah. is exactly what is, you know, you know who we are. We can't hide anything from him. Um, Some of us try to make two circles, but... We, we try to, but you, it's futile, right? And I, I think, you know, as a Christian, we see that. Um, you know, and I think that's a demonstration of, of a perfect relationship, you know, restored through Christ, um, but the idea of being intimately known by God and at the same time he knows all the icky about us, but he still cares for us. He still loves us and he still sent his son to die for us. That's Um, the thing. He doesn't walk away. Right. Like your, your circles are completely overlapped and he has not walked away at all. Which is the risk of vulnerability when we get practical. Yes. When you are vulnerable, Andre might walk away from me. Right. Because he's not as perfect as God is. Uh, Yes. Yes. Amen. Human failings force us to walk away from vulnerable exa- people yeah. who are showing yeah, yeah, authenticity. Yeah. Now let's let's stop for a second. I just so I want to call out, and I said this in conversation prior to the podcast. There is a very distinct difference between vulnerability and stupidity. Just airing out your dirty laundry is not vulnerability. And right. when somebody's vulnerable, that is not an okay time to walk away. When somebody's airing out their dirty laundry in an inappropriate manner, it may make sense to set up some boundaries. So we're not saying, hey, always stand next to the person that's just sharing all of this dark, nasty stuff about their lives. It's not, oh, you need to draw near to this person every time. Just context is important. Yeah, good clarifier. I I agree. If somebody's just telling you how crazy it was and there's no, um, how crazy their last night was and how many 
uh, you know, bad things they did and they're proud of it and they're flaunting that around and they have no desire to change or become a whole person, but that is who they are, then yeah. That's part of the reason I think it, it should, for it to be vulnerability proper, it should be difficult. I think that person who's just flaunting issues, maybe for the sake of attention or whatever, whatever their motive is, if I think it's pretty clear to see that, okay, this isn't, this isn't like a mea culpa for them. This isn't, they're not, Sure, it's an expression of humility. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. That's good to call out. Good. Do you guys want to hear my preliminary vulnerability model and you guys can take pot shots at it? Yeah. Do you have a whiteboard around here? Can you draw (laughs) it out for us? Uh, For all you listeners out there, uh, all these guys know that whiteboards are my... Uh, my kryptonite, I love whiteboards, so doing a podcast is slightly damaging to my soul. I also talk with my hands a lot, which is also why podcasts are brutal for me. Anyway, The Vulnerability Model by Michael Francis. This is in the very early works, uh, and this is something that I, I want to you know present out there so you guys think and go from there. Brene Brown, watch your back. <laughs> well, I was actually going to give her credit for oh. part of it at the end. Never mind. Uh, I just extend it a little bit from what she does based on some Christian themes that Zach brought up essentially how the gospel is the ultimate showing of vulnerability because we are God knows everything whether we tell him or not right and yet he still died for us we are we are sovereignly vulnerable to God and yet he still died for us and that's what Brene Brown misses but I think she sees the point in vulnerability and she nails it so heavy shout out to her um okay so I started with this question is vulnerability weakness and I said in a negotiation maybe And the reason I started there was a negotiation is how we understand life. I think a lot of people view life as a set of negotiations or transactions. We go through life very transactional, as in Andre does something for me, I do something for Andre. Andre does something I like, I like Andre. And we get points with people based on transactions, let's say we have with them. So vulnerability risks those transactions and risks us losing points with each other. Um, So that's kind of this idea. So vulnerability in a negotiation might be a bad thing, but the problem is relationships were never meant to be transactional. And vulnerability then may be a good thing. And here's how I think we get to vulnerability being a great thing in relationships. Step one to be vulnerable. Are you able to forgive is a question you have to answer when you're going to be vulnerable. Because when you're vulnerable, people often reflect vulnerability, and it can be painful to hear. So are you ready to forgive and show forgiveness? Two, are you able to feel forgiveness from somebody? And are you able to feel forgiven by somebody? Because if you be vulnerable and expose these weaknesses, and Andre reached across the table to me and said, Michael, in light of All you did, you hurt me in this severe way, yet I forgive you. And I'm unable to feel that or accept that. My vulnerability served no purpose in our relationship because I'm not going to accept that forgiveness. So I think forgiveness is a prerequisite for vulnerability. Are you able to forgive and are you able to feel forgiveness? From there, be vulnerable. Why? Because vulnerability creates wholeness. And that's the term that Brene Brown uses, and and I love it as well, uh, of a put-together person. Because I think vulnerability drives to peace. 
vulnerability drives to um, all these things that we love about great leaders, that we love about great movie actors, is those times they show weakness and capitalize upon it are beautiful. And I wrote this this morning uh, over a coffee. Vulnerability allows us to see and accept our weaknesses slash mistakes as part of the human experience. This creates the sweet feeling of wholeness as a complete person that can take on life. Life is hard. Life is very difficult. Going to work every day, monotonous, doing it so you can pay the bills, so you can feed yourself, so you can keep heat in the house, so you can keep blankets on the bed, so you can feed your children. Life is hard. And vulnerability allows you to be the whole person that you need to be to take on life in such a beautiful way. That's where Brene Brown ends, and I extend it a little bit farther and say the gospel helps us see that our mistakes are overcome in the cross. And the idea that Zach brought up is we are fully vulnerable before God. So my vulnerability model is, are you ready? Can you forgive? Or are you able to forgive? Are you able to feel forgiven? Step three, be vulnerable. And this is based off of Ephesians 4, 32. 31 and 32, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clander, clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. So Paul says, put away all these things and forgive one, one another because Christ forgave you. Be forgiving one another. It's not transactional. It's not based on who you are or what you've done. It's based on what Christ did. So that is my vulnerability model. As you can see, the prerequisites forgiveness. What do you think? Three quick thoughts. I'll crash through the first two real quick here. Number one, love the model. Number two, whatever that was that you wrote over coffee this morning was definitely cloudy and not practical. But and but read it again, will you? Okay, go ahead. That's what I was going to I was in the middle of my do. three points, but I'm sorry. I'll defer. Go sorry, ahead, sorry. Brad, finish. No, 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 you do you. Can you remember the third one? I got the third one. Okay, then. Read the thing again. Well, vulnerability allows us to see and accept our weaknesses, right? As part of the human experience. Like vulnerability. Clouds. Yeah, that's I'm sorry. It's nice. It's wordy. Okay, read fine. it to your girlfriend. Okay, but just keep reading. I'm sorry. Forget uh, it. Forget just, it. Like, no, don't forget it. Keep the, the, going. The it was good. That's why I wanted you to read it again because I thought the, there was something there. The but. point of vulnerability is that you can be a whole person. That's the main point of that. Okay, okay. okay. Yep. End of story. Which we agree with. I guess I added two sentences to make it good. Literal listeners know that I only pick on him because I love him. <laughs> it is definitely expressing affection. Point number three. Uh, back to me. As <laughs> usual. I think most... Uh, I'll say people in our Christian culture, probably most people listening to this podcast will say, yeah, vulnerability, good thing. Check the box. Yes, this is something I should do. How? What do I do? Like rubber meets the road. It's time for me to be vulnerable to who, when, where I go to work. I drive home to my wife. I'm there for the evening. I go back to work the next morning. Who am I going to be vulnerable to? Yeah, I'll be vulnerable to my wife. I've been there, done that. I'll do it again. Is that all there is to this? Okay, I have a Bible study I show up at. We have some accountability time. We sit in a circle. Yeah, like I kind of trust the guys there and I'll tell them whatever and I won't see them until next week and then I won't see them again until the following week and sure, I'll be vulnerable because I have nothing to lose because they don't know me. They don't cross paths in my life. Whatever. But I also don't feel like they know me. I don't feel like they're going to hold me accountable. I don't feel like they'll love me and push me to change and to grow. And if you don't 
need to be vulnerable about something with them, then I think it's kind of false. I think it's a man- kind of a manipulative, like, I'm going to share this thing with them so they feel close to me, so that we strengthen this bond. <coughs> Caveat here, asterisk, uh, guys in my Bible study, love y'all. I feel like we're growing a ton, having a great time. Yeah, I'm not, well, this no, was no, completely to, yeah, example. I'm not trying to throw that under the bus at all. I just... So, okay, I'm going to bring up one point here. So, Brad... I'm going to challenge your points. I don't think it's... <laughs> here's one of Zach Doman's favorite phrases. It's simple, but it ain't easy. Uh, and that's what vulnerability is. So vulnerability, one, you have to first have the humility to admit that you want to change and that you have a weakness in your life. Two, you have to find a stable person or persons to share that with who are going to, one, challenge you, encourage you, and forgive you. How hard is that? So yeah, number one, swallow a pill of humility. Cool, I'm ready. I get it. I'm broken. I want to share with people. Have consistent people in my life who will call me out and challenge me and push me to grow is not easy. And Rad. I know Christian community is a completely another topic. We could have a whole other talk about that. Brad, you have three people here that would do that for you. Yeah, and I don't think you need many more than three people. But I, I mean, I think you have people like that in your life. How? So I, I think you've probably yeah. done that. Like in this moment, Brad, I think you probably don't have anything you need to be vulnerable to your wife or to us about. So we talk about vulnerability and it's so good, but I don't think it means that it always has to be a presence in your life. Yeah, I think I'm, it's just something to be like, at like to understand. I can think of like five guys in my life right now that I care a heck of a lot about that don't have consistent people in their life who care about them and want to challenge them to grow. Why don't they? But I don't... Uh, is that vulnerability? Well, and that's what I'm asking. Is I think that's th- different than vulnerability. Because we just talked about those are the people worth being vulnerable to, I think is what was just yeah. said earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you don't have those people, how do you be vulnerable to those people? But again, community is another topic. Well, we don't have to do yeah, that right now. Yeah, that's the community topic, yeah. So I I, he- I hear you, but I again, it's simple, but it's not easy. If you want those people, they're not hard to find, and people aren't h- hard to get to. You have to be willing to do it. It's hard work to make friendships. You have to show consistency. You have to show trust. What Andre is saying, vulnerability isn't necessarily a weekly thing where we have our vulnerability meeting. Vulnerability is just an act of life. It's ingrained in who you are. Uh and you don't have to just be vulnerable with these certain people. You'd be authentic with everyone, and you'd be deeply vulnerable with, like, some. All right? There's levels of vulnerability, and we can get into the, you know, complexity of that. And that's more accountability and confession. But we don't have to go there. Vulnerability is just showing the whole you and accepting the whole you as a whole person. I am the weak Michael Francis in some things, but I am very strong in others. And being okay that I can show and exhibit my strengths while knowing that I have my weaknesses and they're very real and they're very present. And I'm going to show you my weaknesses because I believe that there are people out there who have strengths that capitalize on my weaknesses. And by living with them and around them, I can become the whole complete person and we can do a beautiful life in a in a community surrounded by this great unity that's what the bible pitches okay so let me say this then i'll defer to andre because i know he's itching to talk here i think i like your definition better than mine i think i like your perspective better than mine i defer my topic was different category error 
I agree. Category error. Going back to the two circles, it's not just about the community and people to confess to. It's about being you, being okay, and being willing to speak to your weaknesses and areas that you fall short and owning who you are, not trying to portray something different. I think that's the how-to on on vulnerability. It's betraying something that you are, the true who you are. That is the step of vulnerability. The reason I can't give a you know definitive say these words and you'll be vulnerable is that's a little bit different for everyone. You're going to have to be honest with who you are and portray exactly who you are as a person. That is step one to practicality of vulnerability. Forgiveness is a big part. That's my model. Andre, your words, last word. Or well, can you think of a time in your life words. that like, you maybe you overcame this threshold of recognizing not only is vulnerability important, but now I'm exercising it and I see how my life is different. As we're talking about practical experiences here. I think, okay, so I think vulnerability is most important when you are building new relationships. So you guys, it is easy for me to, mm. not like right away. Okay. Not like right out okay, of the gate. Okay, thank gates. you. Yeah, thanks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, sorry. Good. Thank you for clarifying that. But like you guys like, we're friends. Like, I'm used to being vulnerable. Like, you already know me. You've already had a chance to walk away, and you haven't done it. And we're kind of past that. You know what I mean? Like, you, it's you're in. It's over. Uh, I think it's in newer relationships where you're still getting to know somebody. That is your prime opportunity to exercise vulnerability because there is the space where you and I really go back to the risk thing, where you have. There is something at risk. There is something at stake to be lost. And to establish that relationship on the basis of vulnerability, transparency, honesty, all the words we've been throwing around, that is where you build that like wholeness, where you overlap your Venn diagrams and you move forward in a really good, complete way. So does that count me in? Okay. Practical example? I have one. Yes. Go. Freshman year of college, 18 years old, 19. I was being, I was meeting up with a mentor. He did not know me well. This follows Andre's point. I did not know him well. I was unwilling to be vulnerable with him. And what that meant was this. Michael Francis grew up in a Christian household. He grew up knowing the Bible very well, being taught it, and understanding the Bible well. He knew that most other college students did not know the Bible as well as him. So what he did was I, I'll stop using third person, what I did was I used the Bible as a club, in a shield, a club to beat down those who came against me saying, Michael, you know, I don't, I don't know how you're living your life and I don't think that's right. And I would say, no, I'm right. Here's some Bible verses to show you why you're wrong. That's the club. And then shield is, Michael, I don't think that this part of your life is right. And I would say, no, shield, but here's this part of my life that's good according to the Bible. And I would quote some scripture and feel good about myself and people would be intimidated by me and they wouldn't talk to me anymore. And the thing that this guy called me out for was, Michael, you are emotionally unhealthy and you do not know how to feel or show empathy for others. And I did the club and the shield thing with him because I hid. And then the difference was most people would walk away with intimidation after I used that. And this guy said, looked across the table at me and he said, Michael, you're stupid. And I broke down and was totally vulnerable with him and showed him that I was a scared kid who didn't know what he was doing and knew I was making mistakes and said, Kevin, you're right. Shout out my name. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Kevin. And I'm wrong. 
and I, I, I know scripture and I don't know how to live it. I want to be cool. I want to be accepted. And I don't care about accepting uh, the scripture and what it actually teaches. I just want to use it to hide from people. And that's where I wasn't being vulnerable in a time that I started to and the wholeness that I felt the end of that freshman year into sophomore year talking to Kevin and then my next mentor more was incredible. And that's what it takes to be vulnerable is willing to drop whatever your club and whatever your shield is. Maybe you don't have both. I use the Bible as mine, but other people use different ones and dropping those and saying, you're right. I am being stupid in this area. So I think the other takeaway from that, and I, I really appreciate you sharing that, Michael. Um, but the other really practical takeaway is we also need to be the people who aren't aren't scared. To, to we aren't we we need to not be scared to be the cabins of the world as well. You know, like he what he did for you is something. You know, had someone not done that for you, um, you know, your path to vulnerability would have looked so much different, and who you are now would be so much different. And I think that's the other piece of practicality is. Those people who you do have that friendship with, and I think we can all think of those people, you know, you have to be comfortable enough in who you are and you have to be confident enough in your friendship to not run away from them and and to challenge them and trust that they're not going to run away from you. Yeah, Kevin showed right there that he wasn't going to run away from me. He took two months of my... (laughs) Scripture crap, (laughs) if I can put that in the same... (laughs) sentence and he sat there and then at the end of it he said after two months of sitting there once a week said michael you're stupid (laughs) and that's what me at 19 needed to hear but for others it's different any thoughts brad you're leaning into the microphone now you're still thinking yeah i got nothing all right yeah i think i think as like if i think about my life and maybe this will echo um a listener but I, I am somebody who has people to be vulnerable with. And so, you know, knowing the importance of vulnerability, maybe it's my place to be the other side of vulnerability, you know, to be the sounding board to somebody else's vulnerability and to encourage that and to provide a space for that to happen. I think that's, you know, that's what Kevin was doing for you. And I think that that is an opportunity that I have that is satisfying. Like, I can say that I have done that and been that and it is exciting to be able to open that up for somebody and and then it's and it's always a two-way street you know i think vulnerability breeds vulnerability and so then you have these two people who are becoming more whole and becoming more fully known to each other and i think that that is what relationship friendship is designed to be and we see that in the perfectly whole relationship that we have with christ so Thank you guys for sitting here and talking about vulnerability. I think that this has been a really good conversation. Um, I know that we said we were going to try and be practical. I don't know. How did we do? Okay. Better than usual. So that's an improvement at least. I just want to point out, I don't regret having the life motto of fake it till you make it. Still completely legitimate. Boo. Well, whether you fake it till you make it or you figure everything out beforehand, uh, we hope that you embrace vulnerability and that our verbal processing was edifying to you. Have a great week, month. <laughs>